No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Jacob had wrestled with the angel of God all night. Now he was crippled, and his brother Esau was coming to meet him with 400 men. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 33 on Simply the Bible. Have you ever had insomnia the night before an important meeting? Jacob was meeting with his brother Esau the next day. He hadn't seen him for 20 years, and the last time they saw each other, Esau wanted to kill him. Now Esau was coming to meet Jacob with 400 men. Jacob had spent the night alone, probably to get a good night's sleep. But instead, all night long, he wrestled with the angel of the Lord, who crippled him. Jacob's plan to run away if Esau became hostile was now scrapped. Now the Lord was his only hope. We pick it up in Genesis chapter 33. Now Jacob lifted his eyes and looked, and there Esau was coming, and with him were four hundred men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two maidservants, and he put the maidservants and their children in front, Leah and her children behind, and Rachel and Joseph last. Jacob still didn't know how all this was going to end. Was Esau coming to attack, or was he coming on friendly terms? So Jacob, as a good father, organized his family so that he could protect them the best he could by putting the maidservants and their children first, then Leah and her children, and finally Rachel and Jacob. He kept them all on the other side of the Jabbok stream in the event of hostilities, then they were to run away. Verse 3. Then he crossed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. In their culture, one approaching a king would always bow seven times. Jacob does everything he can think of to show Esau respect. I imagine that he bows, takes a few steps, bows again, and so on, as he's approaching Esau. But before he reaches his brother, Esau runs to meet him, embraces him, and falls on his neck and kisses him. This is exactly what the father does to his prodigal son in Christ's parable. It is an emotional and tearful reunion. Twenty years of separation had worked wonders in their hearts. Or was it Jacob's prayer and his prevailing and ultimate surrender to God? Difficult meetings go so much better when we faithfully commit them to prayer beforehand. The Lord rescued Jacob from Esau's hand and gave him a far better reunion than he could have ever imagined. Verse 5, Then he lifted his eyes and saw the women and children and said, Who were these with you? So he said, the children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the maidservants came near, they and their children, and bowed down. And Leah also came near with her children, and they bowed down. Afterward, Joseph and Rachel came near, and they bowed down. The last time Esau saw Jacob, he was single. 
Now he has two wives, two concubines, 11 sons, and an unknown number of daughters. Then Esau said, What do you mean by all this company which I met? And he said, These are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. Jacob had gone through elaborate preparations to present this gift of 580 animals to Esau. He had separated them into three droves and instructed each servant driving them to tell Esau, these are a present from your servant Jacob for my Lord Esau. Jacob's hope was that by the time Esau reached him that his heart would be softened. But was all this really necessary? Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. It seems that God had already changed Esau's heart apart from the gifts. Esau seems far more interested in embracing his brother than his brother's goods. The scheming on Jacob's part was really part of the old Jacob. And even though God had changed his name to Israel, reflecting his new nature, these old habits would take time to break. Verse 10, And Jacob said, No, please, if I have now found favor in your sight, then receive my present from my hand, inasmuch as I have seen your face, as though I had seen the face of God, and you were pleased with me. Please take my blessing that is brought to you, because God has dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. So he urged him, and he took it. Jacob insists on Esau receiving the gift. According to Eastern customs, the most certain way for one who desires reconciliation to be assured of it is to have his gift accepted by the one whose favor he seeks. Clearly, Jacob earnestly desired reconciliation with his twin brother. It is interesting that Jacob says, I have seen your face as though I had seen the face of God. Jacob had just seen the face of God the night before as he wrestled with the angel of the Lord. As wonderful as that was, seeing Esau's joyful countenance was just as wonderful to Jacob. Truly, fellowship with God is sweet, as is our fellowship with our brothers and sisters, especially when we have been separated or estranged from them and then reconciled. This renewal of genuine love is like seeing the face of God. Is there someone with whom you are separated or estranged? Perhaps a relative, a friend, or an ex-spouse? Sin separates. Our love grows cold. Hearts harden. The walls between us may become like the iron curtain. But God can even break down the iron curtain. If we will humble ourselves, acknowledge our own sins, pray to God, and seek reconciliation, all things are possible. Twenty years earlier, Jacob deceived their father and defrauded Esau to get the blessing. Now Jacob says, God has dealt graciously with me and I have enough. Do you possess this precious jewel of contentment? It doesn't come naturally. The Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 4.11, I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Paul was tempted with covetousness like the rest of us, but he learned the secret of being content 
with little and with much. He could do all things through Christ to strengthen him. Have you learned this secret? Would you like to increase your income? Who wouldn't, right? Paul wrote to Timothy saying, Now godliness with contentment is great gain. That's the true worth. That's the true income. If you would like to say with Jacob, God has dealt graciously with me and I have enough, then I would encourage you to seek godliness with contentment. You will find that it pays richly and God will meet your needs and even beyond that so that you may share with others. Verse 12, Then Esau said, Let us take our journey. Let us go and I will go before you. Seeing that Jacob had little to protect himself for the long journey, Esau offers to escort him with his 400 men. But Jacob said to him, My Lord knows that the children are weak, and the flocks and herds which are nursing are with me, and if the men should drive them hard one day, all the flock will die. Please let my Lord go on ahead before his servant. I will lead on slowly at a pace which the livestock that go before me and the children are able to endure until I come to my Lord in Seir. Jacob was a good head of household and shepherd. He knew that he couldn't drive the women and children, flocks and herds, too hard. I picture Captain Von Trapp at the end of The Sound of Music carrying his five-year-old daughter on his shoulders over the Australian Alps into Switzerland. And Jacob tells Esau to go on ahead of them so that he can move at a slower and gentler pace with his family and flocks. But then Jacob says something that is questionable. He says, I will lead on slowly until I come to my Lord in Seir. Esau lived in Seir, which would become known as Edom. It was southeast of Canaan. The Lord had told Jacob to return to Canaan. When the two brothers separated, Esau went southeast, but Jacob traveled west. And there is no record of Jacob ever going to Seir. The next time we see Jacob and Esau together is when they bury their father Isaac. Now, it's possible Jacob did visit his brother at some point, but there's no record of it. It seems that Jacob's promise to meet Esau was misleading at best and an outright lie at worst. Wasn't this the old Jacob still at work? Verse 15, And Esau said, Now let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But he said, What need is there? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir. Perhaps Jacob realized that it would not be wise to be too close to Esau. Indeed, God had a plan for Jacob that could not be compromised. God had changed his name to Israel, meaning that he was now ruled by God. Esau, on the other hand, was a man still ruled by his flesh. In Amos 3.3, we read, Can two walk together unless they are agreed? Sometimes separation is necessary, but we should seek to make it as amicable as possible. Jacob and Esau were still separated physically and even spiritually, but they had restored their brotherhood, and that is commendable. Verse 17, And Jacob journeyed to Succoth, built himself a house, and made booths for his livestock. Therefore the name of the place is called Succoth. Succoth means booths. 
These booths were really livestock shelters. Succoth was still on the east side of the Jordan River. Jacob stayed there for a while, but he still wasn't in Canaan. Verse 18. Then Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came from Padan Aram, and he pitched his tent before the city. And he bought the parcel of land where he had pitched his tent from the children of Hamor, Shechem's father, for 100 pieces of money. Then he erected an altar there and called it Elilohe, Israel. Neither Abraham nor Isaac bought any land other than for burial grounds. Jacob is the first to purchase a parcel of land and settle down. After remaining at Succoth for at least eight years, Jacob finally moves into Canaan and pitches his tent toward the city of Shechem. He erects an altar there and calls it Elilohe Israel, which means God, the God of Israel. Following the example of his grandfather Abraham, when he made it into the land of Canaan, Jacob built an altar. And in so doing, he acknowledges that the Lord is his God and that he is Israel, just as God has said. Jacob had come a long way, but he still hadn't made it back to the land of his fathers. And this would mean some hard lessons just ahead. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, just go by their website. It's at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. We'd love to hear from you. Now, tomorrow, we're going to see that Jacob settled in Session, where his daughter Dinah visited the local girls. Well, this turned out to be a disaster. <laughs> we hope you'll join us tomorrow as we continue in Genesis on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.